passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome back to the A Wolf Among Wolves podcast, part of the A Wolf Among Wolves podcast network on awolfamongwolves.com. I'm your host, Brendan Hedke, and today I have two guests for the first time, and none other than Tim Fakeless, editor-in-chief of A Wolf Among Wolves, and then David Naylor, who also writes for us at A Wolf Among Wolves. How's it going, guys? I really wish I'd been keeping count of how many times you had to say A Wolf Among Wolves in your intro, because I think it was five. It was six. It was a drinking game we'd already Five or six. It was a large number. Nice plugging. It was a long t- branding, man. What'd you say the other day? Branding. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if we're talking about branding, I know this isn't, I believe, a video podcast, but Tim is wearing his A Wolf Among Wolves t shirt. I have a Timberwolf shirt on, too. So there we go. I'm not talking about marketing. So. Um, yeah. Got a lot of branding going on here, but no, it is not a video podcast. Um, just, yeah. just know, listeners, that <laughs> we, we're trying really hard to be on topic here. Very hard. We're going the extra mile for sure. Um, I also have a Lakers Kobe jersey up in the background, too. Just try and get the vibes of the NBA season coming back. But anyways, so this is the first time that I've had two guests, so I feel there will be some talking over. I'm sorry, I like to interrupt a lot, or I say I say right a lot while you're mm-hmm. talking, so just right, ignore right, me. Right, 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 right. But um, yeah, today we're going to talk about Tom Thibodeau, our favorite coach in Timberwolves history and his hiring for the New York Knicks. So first off, just let's start with you, Tim. What are your thoughts on that hiring for the Knicks? Well, I think it's a bad hiring. Um, If I'm just going to simplify it to expand, I thought when the Wolves hired Tibbs in 2016, it was a great hiring. And that was including the the Pobo title that he also had. Um, You know, I was more skeptical about that, but I love the – the Wolves hiring at the time, the Wolves were an offensive team. They had Levine, they had Wiggins, they had Cat. They're a top 10 offensive team despite being super young. The thought is, you know, just let the offense continue to do what they're doing. You bring in a defensive mind, had massive success as the lead assistant with Boston, where they won a title with KG, Pierce, and Ray Allen. Had massive success in Chicago with Rose and Luol Deng and Taj Gibson, you know, the Timberwolves right. that ended up being mm-hmm. later on. Uh, and it would kind of work itself out. He would, I don't know, teach Cat how to play defense and Wiggins how to play defense is the right phrasing, but show them the way and put the pieces around mm-hmm. them to make them a formidable defensive team and have the offense kind of work itself out like it did. You bring in Jimmy Butler later on and things start to look good, but as, uh, as we all know now, the offense stayed pretty fluid despite in terms of the eye test not looking too great. And the defense never got better. Um, 
I, I should add the caveat that the defense was a lot better with Jamal Crawford off the floor. That was a big thing in the 2017-18 yeah. season. Was <laughs> the, the Wolves. Shouts to Jamal Crawford. He came on David yeah. and I's podcast a few years ago. But uh, th- so that is a caveat. But the point, the fact of the matter is, the defense never got better. The system was dated. He liked to drop the big, and that is a just a thing that defenses don't really do anymore mm-hmm. in, in an era of pace and space. So uh, to bring him to a young team without a lot of assets to bring in big talent right away and his lack of, or at least I test lack of patience with young guys. Uh, I don't see the fit past Taj Gibson being on the roster. That's the one fit that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't get it. I'm going to be patient because despite what a lot of people say, I think Tibbs seems like a nice enough dude and he clearly has a reputation among front offices and coaching staffs around the league. So I understand the hiring from that sense. There's people that see things that we don't, but from my perspective, I don't think it's going to work well. Right. David, what Allow do you think? I need to clock in as the <laughs> certified Tibbs hater because um, you, you can check this because I've, I've touted this before. The week that Tom Thibodeau was hired by the Minnesota Timberwolves, I wrote an article for Canis Hoopus being that was entitled Questions for Tom Thibodeau because I did not buy the hire from the start, and I was right. <laughs> yeah, I think you were one of probably only a few people. One of that, one. One of one. One of one that wasn't too excited about it. Um, I was pretty excited. I was younger then, you know. I'm still young now, so you can imagine I was still To be clear, we were all younger then. Okay, that's true. We were all younger then. <laughs> but I was probably, what year did you get hired? 17? 16. 16. 16. So I was 16 years old, probably. Maybe, maybe 17 years old. Oh, my God. Brennan, stop. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll just move on past that. But anyways, I was, I was excited. Yeah. Um, but you could just tell right away it wasn't going to work to the point. And then I was really excited for Jimmy Butler coming too when he made that trade as sad as I was to give up, you know, Zach Levine and everything. Mm-hmm. I thought Jimmy Butler, you couldn't not be excited when you bring in, you know, a top, what, Agreed. 20 player in the league. But obviously things didn't work out. Um, but and, and the concerns that you have, that you had at the time, like his minute usage yep. and the wear and tear that had happened to both Jimmy Butler and Lou Aldang, now right. former Timberwolf as well, Mm-hmm. over their time in in Minnesota that with a team that at the time in in 2016 had second year Andrew Wiggins first year Carl Anthony Towns second year and third year second year and third year. Yeah. so third year yeah. Wiggins second year Towns third year Levine mm-hmm. those are exactly. like fundamental core pieces of your team at that time the concerns about overusing those players especially in a time that it was before the phrase load management but it was when that started to be a practice across the league of people taking games off and people starting to manage their minutes better for future considerations if you look at the track record over Tom Thibodeau's time in Minnesota Andrew Wiggins was top five in the NBA in minutes yeah, I think almost his entire career in Minnesota it was James Harden and then Wiggins, and I don't think, regardless of how Andrew was remarkably healthy through his entire time in Minnesota, I don't think that's sustainable, and I don't think that's how 
you properly manage the talents, young or old, when you're trying to make something that's a long-lasting thing. The credit that Tom Thibodeau will always have is he broke the playoff drought for Minnesota. That was the longest drought in the NBA. He brought in Jimmy Butler. They made it happen. They, at times that year, were a very good team. We were up to, like, the three seed at one point before Jimmy Butler went down. I mean, the team was good, but – I hate that, that is the thing that, that you have to go back to is obviously Ryan Saunders hasn't had that kind of success. Obviously, Carl Anthony Towns hasn't had that kind of success without Jimmy Butler. But mm-hmm. was it worth it? And I think on top of that, to add to that, the, the biggest issue I had with Tibbs towards the end wasn't the load man- or the lack of load management. It was the way that Towns was used or rather not used. Um, I think it's I think it's pretty clear that when Jimmy was here and when he was healthy, he was the best player on the team, mm-hmm. the most confident player on the team. Shocking. Uh, and to end games, Jimmy was the one with the ball, which is fine. Cat um, was the young guy, despite being, you know, he was an all-star. He made all-NBA third team. He was a historically great offensive player, and yeah. he was that way with Tibbs, and he was that way after Tibbs, and he was that way before Tibbs. But if you remember the shot – attempt output and just the number of touches cat was getting in that playoff year was troubling i mean it was there were way too many games where i, I don't think i'm saying to anything too outrageous if i say he's a top minimum top two offensive center in the league if you want to say Jokic is number one that's yeah. fine different type of great offense different type of yes yeah, exactly um a guy with that level of scoring ability getting seven or eight shots in the offense is is troubling and it's concerning and it it said to me a couple things it said one um jimmy was no longer necessarily comfortable feeding towns in clutch situations or maybe it was just that jimmy wanted to be the guy it could be either one and two tibbs was okay with the number of touches and the number of looks cat was getting both of which tell me that tibbs just wanted to go and play the way that he did at the end of his tenure in chicago which is just go through Jimmy Butler and use Cat as more of a Joe Kim Noah, which is a guy that would play at the elbow and distribute and occasionally get a shot. Yeah. To put it in perspective, too, like Towns, the year before Jimmy came. So Jimmy came in, what, 17, 18? That was the playoff year, correct? And then 16, 17, Towns got 18 shots a game. Mm-hmm. Average 25 points. Jimmy came, and he went down to 14 shots per game, 21 points per game. So basically, you're taking – you know, four shots away from Cat, who is bet- your best offensive player. I would say he is a better offensive player than Jimmy Butler anyways. But Jimmy comes in and starts taking away shots, which you expect some shots, but mm-hmm. four a game seems like a lot of shots when you could have been taking the shots away from less superiorly talented players like Andrew Wiggins or <laughs> I don't know who else was on that team, you know? like Jeff Teague. You know, Towns shouldn't have been the one that was sacrificing – his offensive role mm-hmm. on that team. And, and it's more than just Jimmy and Tibbs. Like part of it, I just said his name, Jeff Teague uh, loved to dribble the ball. He was, I think, top three in the NBA and just time of possession with the ball or number right. of dribbles taken or something like that. Seconds before a pass. I don't know. I did a big thing on Jeff Teague a few years ago and I don't remember the numbers, but it was concerning. And uh, like, so I think you need to look at the why Cat wasn't taking shots. And part of it, I think a lot of people, including myself, part of us were just saying, you know, Kat, you're getting your touches, you're getting the ball. Use your muscle and use your skill to get some shots up. But I think part of it just comes back again to, I don't know how much Tibbs trusted 
cat in those situations. He wanted to go right. to Jimmy and he wanted to go to Derrick Rose when Derrick Rose came back. Yeah. And, and I mean, those were the two playmakers for the team. Cat was efficient. He was putting up 20 and 10 every night, but it was on hilariously efficient <laughs> numbers given the amount of output that he actually yeah. put up. I mean, to add to it, Wiggins, everyone was excited when Jimmy Butler came in for obvious reasons. Jimmy's an all-star player. You pair him with Cat. That's two all-star level players. But then on top of all that, the idea was, okay, the best players defend or the best defender on the other team is always going to guard Jimmy Butler. That's going to free up Wiggins to do more stuff. The, the lane's going to be open. He's going to be open for open threes. So it's going to raise his three-point percentage. And that never happened. So it seems like Tibbs just utilized Jimmy in the way he used to and didn't expand and look uh, for the best ways to utilize his other two best players. So, right. Kind of to follow on on that, Tom Thibodeau is not back coaching the Timberwolves. He's coaching this New York Knicks team. That right. What? very bad <laughs> this season and yep. if you look at where the Wolves roster was in 2016 compared to where this Knicks roster is now he's inheriting a mess mm-hmm. because like I'll ask you guys who do you think is the best player that, that plays for the Knicks right now Mitchell Robbins yeah uh, or like Julius Randle maybe you know like who I mean Julius Randle maybe the most output but I would say Mitchell Robinson is your best player you know you're up-and-coming players, probably R.J. Barrett, but Mitchell Robinson is You'd hope so in theory. Player. So, yeah. like, for, for example, I pulled up their <laughs> roster just to look at it with, for myself. They've got six guys on their team who are rookie first year, second year in the league, and under 23 years old. Kevin Knox, yeah. Mitchell Robinson, Frank, Nil- Frank Ntilkina, R.J. Barrett, Dennis Smith Jr., and Ignis Brasdikis. Yeah. And mm-hmm. compared to Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, Zach Levine, even throw Tyus Jones in there. I, it's not even close no. which team I'd rather have, Jimmy Butler or no Jimmy Butler. Like, yep. I, I don't know where Tibbs starts with making this team be competitive, even in the Eastern Conference. If, you want, if you're a Knicks fan and you want some sort of hope, uh, I think the hope there is – Tibbs' first year with the team when there was still excitement about the Tibbs hire. I think they went 31 games, 32, something like that. Gorky um, Jang had the best year he ever had in his career. I think Wiggins had the best. Was that the year he averaged 25? So, yeah. uh, he had the best year of his career, or at least the final stages. And towards the end of that season, Cat took off and turned into a just absolute monster. And Wiggins and Gorky, the, the two-man game that they were playing, I don't know if it was – like, people like to give them credit for having chemistry, and I'm sure that's part of it, but Tibbs is putting them in a position to succeed. So he's shown an ability to have success with teams that were sub-30 wins before and improve them. But yeah. again, to David's point, Carl Anthony Towns is substantially better than everyone on that roster. And I would also add that Ricky Rubio was still on that team, was able to... Uh, that was a, one of Ricky's better years. He played, Ricky played 75 games that year. He averaged 11 points and nine assists that season. Plus you had a Zach Levine, who was a 19 point per game scorer as well. Like that team, mm-hmm. Andrew Wiggins was probably better than anybody else that's on the Knicks. You know, we had two players here who are better than anybody that the Knicks had. It depends on how much you like Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. I yeah. don't know about that. If, but, okay. if you ask me if I want Andrew Wiggins in year three versus like Mitchell Robinson or Julius Randle for a season, I don't know if I'm taking Wiggins. I know yeah, he had good okay. output, but yeah, I, that might I think be he was, too. I don't know. It's close, but, but that's that's kind of the situation with the Knicks. That kind of yeah. uh, spells it out. So that's a good point. But um, yeah, so that was the year Wiggins averaged 23 and a half points or 
a game or whatever. So what, okay. And okay. So I also have a YouTube channel and I did something about Tom Thibodeau and I just completely just like roasted him. Right. And no, I mean, rightfully so. And everybody in the comments, a bunch of New York Knicks fans were, mm-hmm. they were not happy. Cause I said, Knicks fans not happy. Sorry. Go on. My, my biggest thing was like, I was talking about um, Kenny Atkinson and the possibility of him being their coach versus Thibodeau being their coach. And they told me that they would rather have Tim or Tom Thibodeau than Kenny Atkinson because Kenny Atkinson is a developmental coach. And I was, that's exactly what the Knicks Look need. Your is, roster. Yeah. Dude. You don't, you do not have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. That is the other team and, in New York. And what has happened the last few times the Knicks have tried to sign a big, big, big name free agent. They've done nothing and they've ruined their salary cap because of it. Yeah. That was so. the other thing. That was the other thing. I said, I said the Knicks fans always think they're going to be getting this big name free agent and they don't. And then they said, well, you're a Timberwolves fan. You can't talk. I said, I'm in like the small, one of the smaller markets in the league. You are in New York city and you can only attract Taj Gibson and Julius Randall, you know? And so they need a developmental coach anyways. Atkinson took a Brooklyn team. They overachieved and made the playoffs last season or however you want to look last season whatever but, what is what is the Knicks salary set up right now do they have lots of one-year contracts yeah no no not really let me go look at it or two-year contracts where it's expiring after this offseason it should be a lot of rookie deals it's um so well, then, Julius Randle has a two-year two years and then um he has a third year I don't know if it's like a option or something but then Bobby Portis has a team option next year Harkless makes $11 million. He's gone after this year. Mm-hmm. Taj Gibson, who will be back, I'm guessing, because he's a Thibodeau guy, is going to be making over $10 million next season. He has a team option, so I'm guessing Tibbs will accept that. Alfred Payton will be back on $8 million. R.J. Barrett, $8 million. Wayne Ellington will be back if they want to take his team option. And then it's Neil Kina's rookie, Dennis so, Smith Jr.'s rookie, Kevin Knox's rookie. So a lot Reggie of rookie Bola. deals and team options is what I'm yeah. hearing, which means – but a big contract. If you're making the case for the Knicks fans, just to play devil's advocate, right? You bring in a guy that historically is win now. Yep. Right? You're on a team in a massive market. Yep. I assume it means that they're going to try to make a move now. Now, I don't know that Tom Thibodeau is the best recruiter of talent in the world. The, the ultimate Tib superstar wanted to leave his team after less than a year it sounds like less than a calendar year of being on the team so i again i don't like the fit but i also see the uh the rationale of fans that say don't bring in a developmental coach because we're going to try to make another swing at uh, a bunch of big name free agents i don't know if that's going to work i doubt it's going to work but if that's where their head's at and that's why they hired tibbs yeah i agree with you i think kenny atkinson's a better option for them but that's that's their rationale well and And particularly like See, here's a hypothetical. What if they win the draft lottery this year? Yeah. The six best best odds right now, as it sits, to mm-hmm. have a pick. Yeah. Sure, people have differing opinions on this year's draft class. The top pick is still always great collateral. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they they could put themselves into a really good position with a top three, four, five draft pick in this draft class. Yeah. And but then if you even if you keep the pick, 
it's another young player that needs mm-hmm. to develop that should be working with a coach who likes using rookies and cares about their long-term future. Yeah. Yeah. Like all the more reason why it's going to be collateral. Yeah. And the Knicks, unfortunately, they don't have a lot of bargaining chips and trades. I mean, you have a cap, you could use like Julius Randall and um, RJ Barrett and try and, you know, make a trade for a good player. But Knicks fans don't want to give up RJ Barrett. They, they're assuming they can get somebody without having to get rid of anybody, which is hard, impossible to do um, in the NBA. But the big thing is, like, there's not any big-name free agents in this year's class either. Anthony Davis, I think, has, like, a player option, which I assume he'll take um, to stay with LeBron. But other than that, I don't know if there's any big-name free agents. Maybe, like, DeMar DeRozan might be – um, a free agent or something Martin like that. Rosen is the perfect Knicks signing. That would be <laughs> exceptional. Also, they they should really just run it back and sign 36-year-old Carmelo. Yeah, I think so, too. 36-year-old Carmelo will average 22 points per game on this Knicks team yep. next season. If Book it. Love coaching Carmelo. Yep. But, so so my main point is that Oh, I have another question too. Do you think Tom Thibodeau is like a winner? Do you think he is a winning coach? He wins you basketball games? Yes, historically. I mean, the one year he didn't was, I mean, it was his doing as the president of basketball operations. If it's true that he knew about Jimmy Butler wanting out early in the summer and just played it off and then didn't trade him right away. And then it went public and then he traded him. Either way, uh, that was a disaster from a front office perspective. Uh, they weren't good. They were bad enough to the point where he got fired, but how many losing years has he had as opposed to winning years? And how many teams is he connected to winning as opposed to losing? Even yeah. this, even the Minnesota situation, he's, he's known for two things. One, he's known for the Jimmy Butler debacle. And two, he's known for breaking the playoff streak. So yeah, that's winning in Chicago. He's known exclusively for winning. And in Boston, he's known as the defensive maestro that made the Celtics the best defensive team um, of like a five-year stretch of uh, seasons. Yeah, yep, completely agree. And the question isn't so much it. We, we've talked around this point this whole time. It's not whether Tom Thibodeau is a winning coach. It's is that what this roster needs? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. It's right. not. It's breaking two fans. It's not. Sorry. Do you? How, okay, so he signed a five-year deal. How many of those five years do you think he actually spends coaching the New York Knicks? Three tops. Yeah, I don't think he makes it through three. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be lame. I, it depends on what they do in the free agent and the trade market. I mean, if, if they make the, a couple decent trades, if the front office brings some guys in and they are good enough to overachieve and R.J. Barrett has a big second year, he could play right. longer. I, yeah. if, if the roster stays as it is, less than two. But the roster mm-hmm. is not going to stay as it is. Well, David Fisdale wasn't necessarily – thought of as a terrible coach when he came to the Knicks either like he wasn't terrible and he didn't last very long for them either so obviously not to the caliber that people think Thibodeau is but do you think that Tibbs is gonna have a lot of pull with Leon Rose in their front office in New York do you think he will make a lot of the decisions obviously won't have um, as much power as in Minnesota but do you think he can make any of their decisions or do you think no, I, not gonna I think run he much lost by his ability- him? 
any head coach be allowed to. Any head coach deserves and will get input on front office decisions. I think his time in Minnesota made it so any chance of having a loud and strong and influential voice in the same way maybe a Greg Popovich had before he took a front office role is gone. But yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to knock David Fisdale for his time here. I, Knicks fans gave him a hard time. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like the team now. The front office has been a disaster for so long. And, again, this is coming from a podcast that covers a team that had a worse record than the Knicks this past year. Yeah. Just full disclosure. But still, uh, the, the last few coaches that they've had have struggled. But how much, how much blame do you give the coaches when the front office isn't bringing in anyone better than uh, – I mean, who's the best player they've had other than Carmelo Anthony and Amari Stoudemire the past – Jeremy Lin. 10, 15 years. Lin might be the right answer. Yeah. I'm He's not, had the best no. stretch. Yeah, yeah. I mean – Like, there's an argument there. Yeah. Yeah, but it's – Yeah, outside of Amari and Carmelo, the last eight – 10 years, whatever it is, has not looked mm-hmm. very good. Well, um, the point that Tim made is it's not just the Tim side of this that could make this go south before five years is up. Brendan, here's your fun fact. Did you know that there's only been one head coach in your entire life of the Knicks that's lasted more than three years? Who? No, I did not know there's that. Who, one total in your entire life. Since 1999, huh? Since 1999. There's been um, one, two. Now, the... There was one that was still coaching for more than three seasons when you were born. Fine. <laughs> who is – Fair enough. Who I are these – young Brendan. My – okay, sorry. Who are these coaches? So, uh, Phil Jackson, is he the one that was still coaching when I was born? Phil Jackson never after? coached the Knicks. He was only the exact – Oh, he was, Yes, that's right. Okay. So, who, who was it then? Mike D'Antoni from oh, 2008, yeah. 2012 lasted four years. Yep. And was decent. Like, yep. Mm-hmm. But you had Mellow too, so for a minute. Yeah, and then Jeff Van Gundy from 1996 mm. to 2001. Okay, so the last and only two, like the only two coaches in the last 25 years that have lasted more than three seasons. No not, one else, none. But to be fair, the Timberwolves don't look a lot better than that. No, they don't. no. But if you're yeah. if your bar is the Minnesota Timberwolves, and uh, yeah, right, trouble, right. <laughs> But yeah, so market contrast point. Yeah, that's very true too. I was anyone that studies markets, to be clear, would say Minnesota is not a one of the smallest markets in the league, right? No, we're no, we're mid market. I would say we're mid market. Yeah, New York is the biggest market outside of no, probably the biggest market. Yes, one hundred percent. Like them in LA, but I would yeah, New York. It's population wise, it's New York. You play in Madison Square Garden. The it's it's yeah. And yeah, I, I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch. I think it will be. My big thing with um, that whole situation is basically like people always, people that are outside of the Timberwolves fandom always think we should be thanking Tom Thibodeau for breaking our playoff streak. And I'm so happy that that happened, but like part of me wishes it doesn't. So people would stop saying that because like, I don't really care that much that we lost in five games um, in the playoffs when Tom Thibodeau was here. And now that's what people use to argue that we are too hard on Tibbs. Like, obviously, yeah, I, I'm super glad we made the playoffs, but. Okay. Whole, uh, argument for that. Jimmy Butler doesn't get hurt and they stay a top three seed and they make it to the second round. Does that change your opinion on that? 
Because Jimmy but, Butler gets hurt, they tank. Not, tech, not intentionally tank, but tank right. to the point where they drop to where they're fighting for their lives so they can either play Houston or Golden State. Pick your poison yeah. in the first round, as opposed to getting the three seed where, if I recall, I think Portland ended up with the three seed and they played San Antonio? Something like Something that. Something like that. Yeah. Or New Orleans. Yep, I think it was New Orleans. Either way, much more manageable series. And yeah. with Jimmy Butler, they were – I mean – it wasn't a fluke that they were the third seed. It was super close. That if you guys remember, three through, yeah. three through, no, three through like eleven, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. It was, it was, it was very close. And, uh, but they were the three seed, and they were pretty comfortably the three seed for a good chunk of that season until Jimmy got hurt. And right before Jimmy got hurt, they had a January where they were the best team in the league, and their defense was top. Yeah, that was that was yeah. the game when they just ran roughshod over the Cavs. The Tyler mm-hmm. Jones game. Yeah, the, ty- the game where Tyus ty- Jones dunked on LeBron. Tyler. Tyler. Tyler Jones yeah. with LeBron trailing. I remember that dunk. That's, oh, that I mean, crazy. that season was super fun. So maybe I am a bit too hard on Thibodeau. I am it grateful is, that. But the, the memory of the Wolves winning a playoff game at Target Center. That was like, crazy. That is, that's um, over Houston. Like, that's yep. a moment that stays no matter what. Mm-hmm. My yeah, favorite. How about game 82 against Denver, too? I, I was mean, there. How about I some coaching there. there? That was great coaching. I don't know. Yep. I was there at that game 82 against Denver. I was in like the first row of the second level. I got my college night tickets like two <laughs> weeks, like two weeks before, before we knew it was going to be like super impactful. So the place was just packed. We were in the first row of the second level and it was super close there with all my friends. And yeah, I mean, that was the craziest atmosphere I've ever experienced in my life. So it was cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hope it works out for the Knicks. I do. They've had a lot of bad years. We've I, had a lot of bad years. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate I this know. argument, but I'm going to make it for them. <laughs> I love that preface. Um, because it's true <laughs> is the problem. To the NBA as a whole, it does not matter that much if the Minnesota Timberwolves are a good or a bad team. Right. And I see where you're going I with this. That's I agree. true, but it is. The mm-hmm. NBA is better and a bigger deal when the Knicks are good. Yep. Yep. No, for sure. I mean, none of us are old enough to remember that, or the last time no, that was the case. That's a, Patrick I, Ewing days. I totally believe that to be true. Sure. Yeah, and I think that's true too. And it, you can see right now, both LA teams all of a sudden are both good, and that is good for the league. Now, mm-hmm. you know, how many? It wasn't many years ago that the Clippers weren't great. The Clippers have been, you know, they've been good, but they haven't had pl- playoff success in a while. But the Lakers were bad for a number of years, and now the Lakers are good. And I don't think it's a coincidence that more people are watching basketball at the same time that the Lakers have LeBron James. I don't – I think there's a correlation there. Sure. Yep, I agree. But, yeah, so it, it, I agree with you, David. I think it is important to the NBA to have the Knicks be good, and that's why I think the lottery will be rigged for the Knicks to get the number one pick. Oh, stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> no, 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 no. Brendan, I no. Am, I'm joking. I don't believe in. If ever matters as much as Lakers Clippers did this year, it's going to be huge for the league. That's a that's. Yeah. Oh man, I can't wait for that Demar Derozan Kevin Durant showdown. Right. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. So, any other thoughts on Tiz before we move into our first ever trivia game on this podcast? I did not miss. No, David and I. I, The one year I was full time covering the Timberwolves was the playoff year, and I I've spent more time of my life talking about Tom Thibodeau than I care to admit. And David's been there for most of it. So. And the the year that 
the year that I most closely covered the team was um, Tom Thibodeau's first year with the team, 2016-17. So I've, mm-hmm. yep. I've spent a decent amount of time talking to Tom Thibodeau, and I'm, yep. I'm good. So we're good to move on. I've done my time. Yep. All right, perfect. Well, so you both are lifelong Timberwolves fans, correct? Technically not true. I am. Tim is. I am not. <laughs> okay. So um, we're, I got, I think, 12 questions. Basically, I'm just going to alternate between you two. Um, and then if you have no idea, it's not going to be super formal. But uh, these are going to probably bring back some memories for you guys. Okay. So let's, um, let's preface this. I expect Tim to know the answers to all 12 of these, and I'm going to get about I don't, three. That's, I don't that's think, how this no, no, no. is going to go. So it's gonna be I, don't think, I don't think Tim's going to know the answer to all 12 of these. Ooh. You you okay. uh, no, no, don't, don't hype me up too much. I don't know how hard these are. Some, some of these questions will have multiple choice answers because I think some of them are just too hard. hard. Okay. Yeah, but then some of them won't. Okay, so first one is which year do you, did the Timberwolves Who's host? For? Who's this for? We'll go with David. Okay. Which year did the Timberwolves host the NBA All-Star Game? I know what year the Lynx did. Um, boy, it had to be like 2000. I'll tell you. 2000. Is there I'll give you, oh, I'll I give didn't you say hint. anything. I'll give what? you a hint. I'll, I'll give a hint. Okay. It was before I was born. I'll give, okay. you, I'll give you a hint as well. J.R. Ryder won the dunk contest as a member of the Timberwolves. So 1995? Wrong. Tim, do you know it? 93. No, it was 94. No! Oh! It was a 90, I knew okay, so it was before KG. Season. I thought it was an extra year. Okay. I think it was 93-94 season. Uh, so it was at the Target so it was Center, a couple obviously. months off. Got it. Uh, Scotty Pippen won uh, All-Star MVP that year. Fantastic. Okay. Question number two. This one's for Tim then. So in 1996, a 19-year-old rookie, Stefan Marbury, played in his first game for the Wolves. After playing only eight minutes, he got injured and missed the next seven games. What did he injure? Oh, jeez. These are tough. Um, his ankle? I don't know. His ankle. His ankle is correct. That was a yeah. total guess. Fantastic. I'm winning. But yeah, his first NBA game, he injured his ankle and missed the next seven. Okay. Back to David. So who was the last remaining player from the Timberwolves team on the, the debut season? Who was the last remaining player? So who played the longest Ooh. on the Timberwolves? Not in the league, just on the Timberwolves. From the from the they debuted in 90, right? yep. Who was the last person to be on the I Timberwolves think I know this. from that team? Oh boy. I'm trying to th- there's a couple of names coming to mind, and I just have to remember which ones were on the original team. Because <laughs> like, that's the so, – so for disclosure, since we've already talked about Brandon's age, I was born in 1990, so I don't remember their first season at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, is the correct answer a former coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves? Uh, hold on. Head coach is what he's getting yeah. at. No, no. Ah. Well, okay. There might be a small caveat there because I was going to say the same thing. But go on. Because Sam Mitchell was what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not Sam Mitchell. Okay. We might have to have a, We might have to dis- or debate that afterwards because I know why you're saying that. But we'll talk about it. 
without I should say without leaving probably yeah yep, because he left the, he left for Indiana for two years and then came back and stayed till yeah so we'll say you know without leaving him. and coming straight back through. so it's not Sam Mitchell straight through then I'm not sure I know that okay. yeah because he left for Indiana for three years and then came back yep. so it's not Sam Mitchell okay any idea any Sam you want to try and help him out a little bit do you have one uh let me think let me think I don't know if I can give you on... hints too did he play with Kevin Garnett? He did. Doug he West. He did play with, yep, Doug West. Yeah. Doug West. In 1998, Doug West was traded. To or the Grizzlies he for played Anthony through 98. Yep, he was traded to the Vancouver Grizzlies for Anthony Peeler. Boom! We're back. All right. All right. Anthony Perfect. Formerly the greatest three-point shooter in oh. Timberwolves history. Recently, too. I mean, just this past season, Cat. An embarrassingly long-held record. Way too long. Yep. Not only was the NBA different back then for like just mm-hmm. not shooting as many threes the Timberwolves didn't catch on to the trend until 2020 um but um okay so this one question number four who yep. is the all-time field goal percentage leader for the Timberwolves Ooh. so this is for Tim yeah it is field goal percentage I think I know this. just for their time spent with Minnesota not yep. Yep, spent yep, anywhere yep. else Oh, that's just a good want to question. preface that. These are good questions, Brendan. Oh, oh yeah, I dug deep. I dug deep. I did not. Uh, <laughs> I'm not just going to um, ask you who wore jersey number 21 with the Timberwolves. I dug deep. Is it Fred Hoiberg? That's three. No. He does hold the three-point percentage, but oh, just shoot. overall field, field goal, goal percentage. percentage. Yep. Dean so that's two. Rosho. Rosho. Nope. Damn. It's a. I'll give you both a hint, David. You can try and guess it too. It's a recent player. They're not on the team currently, but it is a recent. Did he player. play a lot? Yep, he started oh, most of the time. He did get benched, but he did start. What'd you say? Off the bench, but it's Taj. It's Taj. Taj, Taj oh, Gibson. Fifty-seven point two percent during his tenure at the Wolves. Good question. All right. This one's got multiple choice answers because I think just trying to guess this off the top of your tongue is going to be pretty hard. Um, but this if one goes to David. I know it off the top of my head, can I steal it? It's my turn. Okay. I get to guess first. Yeah. Okay, I'll let, I'll let David throw it an answer off the top of his head, then I'll let Tim, and then I'll give you the options. Okay. Okay, so how many all-star selections have the Timberwolves had? How many players have been selected? That would – so if a, play, if a – no, no, no. If a player was selected – multiple times you count every single time so they were selected KGs, basically yep and um you're counting to um i'm guessing 17 that's not correct tim you gotta you gotta guess 18 18 no that is wrong too okay so we're back to david so the options are a 12 b 19 c 23 or d 8 19 it is 19. Yeah. Who was I missing? Oh, Cassell. Dang it. KG had 10. Uh, Googs had one. Wally had one. Cassell had one. K-Love had three. Jimmy had one. And Towns had two. Yep. All right. For those so, of you keeping track at home, Tim was counting all of those out. I missed <laughs> I forgot about Sam Cassell. That's impressive. That is – That's. I mean, not that we have or that sad. many, but just Whichever like, way you want to look at it. It might be sad. I guess, like – the easy way with Garnett is you basically say every year Garnett was here in his first stint minus his rookie year, he was a, mm-hmm. he was an all-star. So, I mean, if you know it like that, then it makes sense. But, um, okay. Next one for Tim. So this is for Tim. Okay. I'm not even, 
you won't guess this off the top of your head. If you do, you must have just looked at it recently. But what is the Timberwolves all-time record? I have, oh, I have options. Uh, okay. Fewer wins than losses. <laughs> that's yeah okay that's very fair but um okay so like the options are up wins and losses wins and losses yikes that's okay i don't freaking know a 980 980 wins 1496 losses b 674 and 1232 c 1024 and 1678 or d uh, 1175 and 1321 a yep a <laughs> it is not a. That, it's not that many seasons yeah yeah that's yeah the 980 wins you think how long have the timberwolves been 31 years now so that's like 30 wins a year 30 something wins a year about seems right. about right um okay so this one this one i didn't know this but this one's kind of interesting uh so this is for david i believe yeah so currently crunch the timberwolves mascot wears number double zero i know this already what number did crunch used to wear Tim, go. 101.3. Yeah, 101.3 for the KDWB radio station in the Twin Cities. I wrote down in, like, uh, parentheses, something you would have to know and couldn't guess because nobody would be guessing, you know, a radio station number if you didn't know it. But, yeah, 101.3. And it just does not look right on a jersey. It's just, yeah. All right. Question number eight. Uh, David, you got to start getting some of these right because Tim is kind of going away. I warned you. <laughs> I was very open about this. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this is for Tim. Who is the, I don't know how to phrase this, the least winningest coach in Timberwolves history or the losingest coach in Timberwolves history? Has the most losses or the fewest wins? The fewest wins. Oh, geez. It would be somebody that didn't coach. Is it, would it be an interim coach? Someone that didn't coach a full season? Or are you only doing coaches that coached a full season? They did not coach. Oh, uh, yeah, they coached, they coached a full season. They coached over I'll, – I'll tell you this. They coached over 100 games. Okay. Huh. I think I know this. Randy Whitman. It is not Randy Whitman. Mm. I think it's Sam Mitchell. It's not Sam Mitchell. Okay, so I have options you know, here. I, wanted to, I just wanted to see if you guys could uh, guess it. How far back is it? What years? Or like, was it early 90s, mid 90s, late 90s? Do well, you know? I'll give you the options first. Oh, oh. So A, Ryan Saunders, B, Bill Blair, C, Kurt Rambis, or D, Jimmy Rogers. Is it Rambis? No, it is not Rambis. Oh, then, it's, then it's Burr, right? Who's Jimmy Rogers? It is Rogers? not Bill. I don't even not, know who Jimmy Rogers is. It, that's who it is. It's Jimmy Rogers. He when coached. He coach? 1992 and 1993. Oh, when we were infants. Fantastic. 21 wins, 90 losses. Nice. Uh, Bill, Bill Blair had 27 wins. Sam Mitchell had 29. Kurt Rambis had 32. Ryan Saunders already has 36. So yeah. <laughs> he's doing better than those guys. Um, the, the year Cat got drafted, they won 15 games. Like, or yeah. 16 or 17. Like some, some pathetic number. I think it was. 16 but he, games. Sam Mitchell didn't coach over 100 games. Yeah, so I, I shouldn't have gotten enough that, but yeah. I, knew he, I knew Sam had to be in there. Right. Sam Mitchell coached, eight, coached 82 games. He coached just that one season. He went 29 and 53. Oh, so that's not the season I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of the season before that. That was 2016. That was so that was, that was, that was yep. this was Cat's second year in the league. 
Yep. Sam Mitchell's rookie or Sam Mitchell's year was Cat's rookie year. Right. Wiggins yeah. and Levine's rookie year was flip. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifteen six. It just says sixteen. So yeah, fifteen sixteen. Some wins accumulated. Sure did. Before that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, so we're talking about coaches. Which coach has the most wins in franchise history besides Flip Saunders? Yeah, no, I'm not just gonna. I'm not just gonna throw a question. I was gonna say, like, come on. That's like me. No, he's struggling. Come on. That's like me asking who who played the most minutes for the Timberwolves. I like, assume it's McHale. Uh, no, it is not McHale. I don't think he ever coached a full year. Did he really? Is not? it? Uh, Evan McHale came back like I think he had two stints, but he only coached a total of 94 games. Is it Tibbs? It is Tibbs, but it all it it is also someone else. Really? Two people are tied for Is the most. Is it someone within your lifetime? Yep. Oh, Rick yeah. Rick Adelman. Yep. yep, it's Rick Adelman. They both they both won 97 games. Tibbs did in 100 or in 204 games. Adelman did in 230. So Tibbs had a better winning percentage. Um, so Tibbs yeah, actually had the second. They were so close to being actually good. They were really that, close. Thank you, Kevin fun. Love. Thank you, Kevin Love and Ricky Rubio. Yep. <laughs> like, that's, I mean, that's what it was. Van Nokelblum. Okay, so we got, I think, three left. Yep. It, I'm going to – so whose question is this? Mine. Okay, I want to see – there's no way you'd know this um, off the top of your head. I don't think. If you do, this would be – I would be very impressed. So there have been 265 total players to step foot on the court in a regular season game for the Timberwolves. Who has played the least amount of total minutes? Oh my God! In the I history got three of the Timberwolves. I got you. I got options. Okay. Um, A, Mitch Creek. <laughs> B, Justin Patton. C, oh. Kelvin Booth. Or D, Dan Godfrey. I don't know who Dan Godfrey is. Um, between those three, Justin Patton. Okay, so I will, that is not right. Do you have, you want to try and steal it, David? I'm going to pick the guy who I don't know who it is. Godfried? Godfried. It's not Godfried. It is Kelvin Booth. Kelvin Booth. Really? He played one total minute. Outstanding. In 2009. Otherwise, Mitch Creek in 2012 or 2019, 12 minutes. Justin Patton had four minutes in 2018. And Dan Godfried had 20 minutes in 1991. But the reason I put this in was because Godfried had 20 minutes in 10 games. So he got in in 10 games and still only managed to get 20 so minutes. A game. That's hilarious. They, must, they lost a lot of games, as we <laughs> talked about a minute ago in that okay. era. Question number 11. So who led the – this goes – yeah, okay. We'll talk about it in a bit. Who led the Wolves in minutes per game all time? I'll give you four options. KG, Ricky Davis, Jimmy Butler, or Andrew Wiggins. All four of these players are towards the top of the list. But which one is – no. Is it Jimmy then? No. So it was KG or who? Ricky Davis. I assume R- Ricky because he's the most random. It is Ricky. 38.3 that minutes That was to Zach game. Harper. Yep. Anyway. And that was just in – I don't remember if that was in their entire career long. here or just like one I season. Couple, I think it was a couple of years. It was years. their career. But, yeah, Ricky Davis, 38.3 minutes Do you game. remember, Brendan, trivia for you, do you know the key player that was traded away to get Ricky Davis? No. I know the key player that was traded to get um was it Marbury or Cassell? Marbury. Right? 
We traded Ray Allen for Stefan Marbury? Yeah, that was in the draft. Okay. The Wally Zerbiak was traded to Boston to acquire. Oh, the okay. Was, As was okay. Michael Olawakandi when they got Mark Blunt. Anyway. It was, it was a so, one thing I do remember extensively about Timberwolves before I was truly like watching the games. Okay. So I grew up where we didn't have um, like Fox sports North and stuff. So we, if the games were on like my 29 or whatever, <laughs> which was I would be occasional, able to watch, right. You right. know, like six, six a year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I could watch. But other than that, I had a PlayStation two growing up and we had NBA 2k three with Alan Iverson on the cover. Classic. And that team had like, they must have like Oluwa Candy on the roster, you know, KG. So I would play with, well, maybe it was. Oluwa Candy wasn't there in 0203. Who was it? It was. Um, was it Rosho? <sighs> Rosho was on the team then. Troy Hudson. Yeah, it was just a bunch of those Kendall guys. I think Kendall Gill was on that team. So there was just a bunch of those guys. And that's what I remember about basketball before I really like started sure. watching was just playing like NBA 2K3. Who was, I'm trying to find who was on that team. All right, so 2003, 2004, or is it? 03, 04 no, is the conference finals. It'd be, 02, it'd be 02, 03. So it was like, yeah, Kevin Garnett, Kendall Gale, Troy Hudson, Mark Jackson, Rosho, Anthony Peeler, um, Rod Strickland, Wally Zerbiak, Gary Trent, all those guys. I would, I mean, that's what I did was just play that, that 2K3 game. And then I would also play like NBA Live 08 and have – you know, the post-KG years, a much worse which were yep. not good. Um, but, yeah, okay, so it was Ricky Davis was the answer, which brings me back to my point. Ricky Davis played 38.3 minutes. Jimmy Butler was, like, third on the list, I think. He had 36.6 minutes per game. KG mm-hmm. was second. 36.6 minutes is a lot, but I read a stat somewhere. Back to Tom Thibodeau for a second. He played um, Mual Deng in Chicago in, like, 2012, like, 40 minutes a night. That's just – Yep. That's way too much. That's where that overplaying thing happened. When Luol Deng was 22-23, he was considered one of the better young players in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, injuries hit, and a lot of people like to credit the minute load to yeah. what happened. So. All right. Okay. This is the last trivia question. And I forgot to keep keeping score, but Tim is – I'm winning. winning. Okay. Who's the, who's the tallest Timberwolves player of all time? Randy Brewer. Randy Brewer, how tall is Randy Brewer? 7'4". Yeah, 7'3", 7'4", something like that. I didn't have any options because I figured you'd be able to get that one, but Randy Brewer is the tallest. Okay, so this isn't something that I uh, have written down, but I think it's very interesting. Um, I So Jack Borman's been on my show or on the podcast a lot, and mm-hmm. the one the He's one great. time – Yeah, he is great. But I uh, I quizzed him to try and get the starting lineup for the Timberwolves in what year? this season. Oh, my the God. F- At the what first point? Game, the first game. Oh, boy. Yeah. Would, were there any injuries right away? Um, No. I got to go find it quick, though. Where if there were no injuries, was it just Teague, Wiggins, Jimmy, Taj? No, no, Taj was gone. Jimmy was gone, too. We're talking this past Oh, this year. Season. Wow. I am living <laughs> two years ago right now. <laughs> Okay, Teague, T, no, Teague got traded mid-year. mid-year that's right. Teague, Wiggins, Cat. Uh, 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 oh, my God. Who was on the team? They traded everybody. Yeah, that's Gorgie why. Gorgie didn't that's just... start. Gorgie didn't start. Okay, um, I got it pulled up. So what, what have you said so far, Teague? Teague, Wiggins, Cat. Teague, Wiggins, Cat's the easy three. Okay. Yep, yep. Okay. Um, um, Josh Okogie? 
Nope. Ooh. Culver didn't start. Nope. Um, who the hell was on that team? KBD didn't start. Nope. Katabase job. I miss him. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold the phone. Who? You're going to be mad about You're one that it's taken you this long. He was also not on, the was not on the team. Wait, what did you say, Brennan? I said you're going to be mad about one that you don't get. There's one that we will not get. No, no, no. There's one that you haven't gotten right now that you should have gotten so far, and you will probably be upset that you didn't get it yet. Working. Yep. Um, Wiggins, Cat, Teague, opening. I just can't remember who started at the four. And Are the two – okay, how about this? Are the two that we haven't named still with the team? No. Yeah, no, they're gone. Definitely okay. not. Um, I was like, are you cheating? But then I saw Chase Buttinger's name. Um, Jake, <laughs> or no, Jake Lehman's still on the team. Um, it's not Gorgie. Uh, shit. This is going to drive me crazy. I don't remember who started at four. That's going to drive me nuts. Yeah, me too. Did they play small? It wasn't Vonley. No. Vonley hardly played. It wasn't Jordan Bell. Vonley didn't even – oh, no, Vonley did play that game. Never mind. Jordan no, Bell Jordan... probably didn't play. No. Nope. He didn't play forever. Gorgie um, didn't play either. <laughs> oh, Ryan. Um, this is this pod's gonna go an extra half hour because I'm not stopping <laughs> until we figure this out. No, you're I'm not. I will let you pass on one of them, but I'm not letting you stop until you guess who started at the. People are listening. Board. Like, come on, it's so and so. I will. I will tell you this though. Mm-hmm. Jack did just as bad, if not worse, than you did. Okay. okay. Hold up. Um, you have one minute that I'm cheating. Oh, come on. One minute? Um, this is going to drive me crazy. Oh, Robert Covington. Yep, he started okay. the four. That's the one I wasn't um, going to let you. Uh, and then I bet he played the four. He did. And which would mean it wasn't Okogi. It wasn't Okogi or Culver. It was Ryan Saunders. Oh, Tyus God. didn't randomly also. There's no. Tyus, is, Tyus, Tyus was gone. On he signed a free agent contract right. the summer before. Right. Uh, living in the past. Yeah. Um. Covington. Who else got traded? This guy got traded not at the trade deadline. He was traded before. Just it. like Jeff Teague. With um, Jeff Teague. With Jeff Teague. With Jeff Teague, who went to Atlanta. And they got Alan Crabb. Who the fuck? <laughs> um, he he put he balled out in summer league or not summer league preseason, and he won the starting job. Uh-huh. Well, I wouldn't say he balled out. He played he decent, but like, uh-huh. but everybody was surprised that he was oh, starting. In- oh my god! Um, oh shit! <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Everybody was surprised that he was starting in. Preseason, we figured there's no defense. way. Oh yeah. my god, I can. It's tip of the tongue. Don't show me that. Don't look. <laughs> Don't show me that. Because I'm looking. Oh my god. He, um, yeah, he couldn't shoot to save his life. He was known as a decent I, defender. Travion Graham. Yep, Travion Graham. Nicely done. And now you look back at that starting lineup, and only one of those players is still on the roster. Well, it's, and it's, it's, Okogi, it's Okogi and Cat and Layman, and that's it, isn't it? Like, and Culver. Culver. And then like Keelan Martin and you know yeah. Keelan Martin was dressed that yeah. game. But yeah, so it Top was three. cat it was cat at the five, cub at the four, 
Wiggins or Graham at the three and two, whatever you want to say, and then Jeff Teague started at the one. Outstanding. Yeah, you took too long, so I don't get to ask Brendan his trivia question. No, yes, you can. And that that we won that game, and none of the starters, all the starters had a negative plus minus. All right, what's bench? your trivia question all for right. Brendan? I was say, Brendan, you get one question since you've given us. You get two. Answer. You get two. We're each asking. If one. you ask me the starting lineup for the first ever Tim Wolves game, I'm just gonna. I would know. Well, I'm asking you a question from when you were a young, respectable young adult. Okay, young adult. In 2014-15. We're supposed to know when he's an older. So that's Wiggs, Wiggs' rookie year. Wiggs' rookie year. There okay. were four dudes that played 10-day contracts in the second half of the year. Name them. 10-day contracts. Name one. Or name one. There was <laughs> one that should be relatively easy if you watch that season. That was the My 29 season, to put this into perspective. 10-day um, contract at the end of the season. It's like the middle of the season. There were four dudes that signed 10 days. Man. Oh, they're great names. They're all great names. And a couple of them had really good games yep. while they were yep. here. Yep. Like, yep. Mo Williams. He was on the team. He was on the team. He was on the team. Okay. He did, um, he did, fun fact, he did media day with Gorgie Jang, and it was hilarious. Anyway. Well, okay. you said, like, really good games, and I was thinking, didn't Mo Williams drop, like, 50 one time? 51, yeah. 51? Or 52. He had 52. <laughs> So it's 2014-15. It was Andrew Wiggins' rookie year. If you want a hint, that was uh, uh, Flip's year coaching, right? Or was that Sam Mitchell's first year? It was Flip's year coaching. coaching. They had a massive drought at point guard because of injuries. So point point guard is a that is helpful one of them, but it's the one that stuck the longest. Yep. Um. So this player might have like played longer than. He signed okay. the, the player that Tim is thinking of signed two 10 days and got a contract with the team after that. He didn't get waived until the following offseason. And they're a point guard? He is a point guard. Oh, man. If you want another hint, he was drafted by the team a few years earlier. The only point guards I can think of on that team are Rubio. And I'm pretty sure Levine played point guard that year. Levine played point guard. He sure and did. And then Mo Williams. Mo was the next year. Mo wasn't on the team. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then the other people I'm thinking on the team are like Bud and – Yep, Bud yeah, was on the team. team. Lorenzo Brown. Very good. a boy. Okay, so who are the other four? Like, okay, now i got to think harder. Okay. I'll give you another hint for one. If was you there another guard? Watching. What? Was there another guard? Uh, wing, but yes, a guard. Um, maybe that doesn't work. Wow, 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 wow. Was Robbie Hummel on that team? He was. Yeah. He had a real contract. Okay. He was um, I'm trying, trying to get a gauge and see these players playing on the court. Um, KG was – this was KG's first year back too, right? He, he got was this the year, midway through the season, I think. This is when we traded for him. Yes, because Flip was the coach. Yep, he okay. got traded. Um, and, like, Buttinger was on that team. So I feel like I've seen these guys and, you know, like I might have caught a my 29 game and didn't know, like, if these guys were on yep. 10 days. These are so, like, um, Gary Neal was on the team. Is he one of them? He's a real – he had a real contract. They, got, they traded for him, if I remember yeah. right. Adrian Payne? Was a draft pick, had a real contract. They, in fact, they Corey traded Brewer? a first-round pick Corey for Corey Brewer was still on the team, right? Corey Brewer wasn't a 10-day. 
Okay, so you're you're naming like rotation guys. So if you get you're, any of these, it would be a miracle. Yeah, um, we're just gonna name Miroslav Radulitsa. You remember him? Okay, he was a big man, right? Uh, yep, Arin, Arinze Onowaku. No, and then this dude, they signed him out of convenience. They were playing the Knicks, and this dude was playing for the I think the Westchester he was Knicks. For Westchester. And so they signed him out of convenience, or maybe they were playing the Nets. Either way, uh, Sean Kilpatrick. Oh, I've heard. Of, yeah, okay. No, I wouldn't have got those. Like twenty points in like one of the three games he played for the team. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have gotten those, but I am very happy with myself that I got Lorenzo Brown. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. He's yeah. I still swear but, they should have kept Zo Brown. I love that dude. But, All right. Oh, that team had like Thaddeus Young and stuff too, and, and Anthony. They Bennett. traded him oh, for Kevin Garnett. God. Yep. That team is. I have an wow. older one. This is from before you were born. Okay. Hit me. But it's about a main, a, a big name player. Okay. Kevin Garnett was drafted fifth overall in 1995. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What player was drafted first overall in 1995? First overall in 1995. You, I'll give you a second. <sighs> there is a Wolves connection with this player. A pretty big one, somewhat controversial. A Wolves connection that's controversial? Yes. Was it the under-the-table signing? Or what? Ooh. You said Wolves. Okay. He wasn't chosen by the Wolves. He played with the Wolves later. Is this guy, like, good? Like, is this, like, a good – He, he have started a good for the Timberwolves for multiple years. That doesn't mean he's good, though. He's the Timberwolves. He started on Wolves' playoff teams for multiple years. He was good. I mean, he wasn't all-star good, but he was good. <sighs> oh, Joe Smith. Yes. Got okay. it. Nice work. Joe Smith. He went to the Warriors in that draft, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right, that's not terrible. I know a little. I know a little bit. Who else was in that draft? I gotta look up who was in that draft. She went right before Kevin Durant. Sheed, Stackhouse, and McDice were two, three, four. So not a bad draft. Sheed went four. Yeah, Bryant Reeves went after that. Damon Stoudemire. That's not a bad draft. Kerry Trent went in that draft too. All right. Okay. Yeah, we definitely need to do something where you take like me and Jared or something and. I think I like it'd be it. bad. I think it'd be – but if you had more recent questions, I think we could. And yeah, then maybe. sprinkle in some of these type of questions. But, all right, yeah, that was fun. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? I think I'm all Thibodeau talked out. And I, I, I am done. Well. My unofficial official count of the trivia is Tim with, like, seven or something. Yep. David with, I think, Literally one or two. Zero. No, no I, got got, one. I got one. You, you got the, one for me. You got 19 when I, when I gave you the options. On oh, yes, yeah. so I got two. The, nice job. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up. So well, thanks, guys, for coming on. Wait, the Minnesota what? Soccer Podcast. Hosted yep. by me. Anything, anything else you want to plug, Tim or David? Anything else besides also, the soccer podcast? The, the Loons are – I don't watch soccer. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say I have ever tuned in for a match, but the Loons have been doing pretty well, correct? They are in the last eight of the MLS's back tournaments and have been winning some games. They are so is that like the playoffs then, or is this like a playoff seating type thing? It, this it, it's a one-off thing because the of the pandemic. Tournament. Yeah. Right, okay. Just a money – well, I don't want to call it a moneymaker. It's, it's a replacement for a season. Half, okay. of the, half of the tournament counted for regular season standings. This part does not, and it's just for fun and for a placement in a different tournament later. 
Okay, gotcha. For five minutes about it, I could. Or more. Yeah, tune into tune into that podcast, Minnesota Soccer Podcast. That's part of Zone Coverage. That's correct. Okay, yeah, make sure you guys tune into that. I've been watching a lot more Lynx and Twins than anything because I don't know how long the Twin season is going to last with uh, COVID. So I'm trying to get in as many games as I can. <laughs> but um, yeah, all right. Tim, you want to plug anything? Anything? Awolfamongwolves.com. I don't write very much anymore, but everyone writing there is fantastic. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I, I I said that a lot at the beginning, as we mentioned. But in case anyone missed it, com, yeah. a Wolf Among Wolves podcast, part of the Wolf Among Wolves podcast network on wolfamongwolves.com. Make sure to check out. I mean, we have a lot of good podcasts too. A Links Among Links is up. If you guys are interested in WNBA, make sure you check that out. The Role Player Podcast has had amazing guests so far. I mean, Wesley Matthews was just on. Some WNBA players are on. I will add, they have booked a massive WNBA guest. I won't say who, but they've booked a massive WNBA guest. Links related or just WNBA? I will not say anymore. (laughs) Well, I'm excited for that now. Um, That should be a ton of fun. I mean, the guys have been doing a great job. And then what other podcasts have we had? Oh, yeah, and Terry has started the random wolves fantasy the crying wolf that podcast. one was fun the crying wolf podcast which i am a guest be, on which should be out next week i'm excited for that one we talked about you'll like this we talked about trenton hassel for 30 minutes <laughs> hey 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 never forget the glory days of trenton hassel but and yeah i think we have some more fun stuff planned with terry too we might be doing maybe another fantasy draft with younger guys and seeing who we can come up with uh, um oldest player is gonna be like chase buttinger at some point we just need to steal a bit from the zone coverage football guys and you guys need to draft like thanksgiving food items or something oh well that's what like that's what the all fantasy everything podcast is which which is what we're ripping off with the fantasy but that's it's just so funny i mean it's just so funny Mm -hmm. um so yeah i want to i want to do something where we do like randomly draft like sports cliches like I mean, they're a good team or like, you know, just all those funny like sports cliches that you can't just escape. Office supplies. Yeah. I mean, scissors, post-it notes, whatever it is. I'm taking um, post-it yeah. notes. Round one, pick one. <laughs> I think I would take like those big paper clips that uh, the black ones with like the, the two little clips, handles. Yeah. yeah. Binder clips. That would be, that'd be my office supply pick. Yep. Pick number one. But all right. Well, That's all we have for tonight. So thank you guys so much for watching and um, I'll make sure to catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.